Coming up, we get you ready for two nights of racing at World Finals. We're talking a first-time USAC winner at Oval Nationals. What's on tap for the weekend in California and with PowerEye? We've got some track news, and I've got a little news of my own to share. Let's go. Today is Friday, November 5th, 2021. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We lost night one of the World Finals on Thursday to wet weather, but things should be good to go for the rest of the weekend, and fans won't miss out on any of the action. Thursday's qualifying and preliminary racing is just being shifted to the Friday and Saturday programs. Tonight and tomorrow will feature full schedules and two complete race nights for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, World of Outlaws Late Model Series, and the Super Dirt Car Series. We're talking about it a bunch, but Brad Sweet, Brandon Shepard, and Matt Shepard are all set to be crowned champions for 2021. But there is still plenty of money and trophies to race for coming up over the next two days. The Big Blocks didn't race at Charlotte in 2020 because of the pandemic, so you have to go back to 2019 to find the most recent winners. Jimmy Phelps topped Eric Rudolph and Larry White on night one, and Billy Decker won the finale over eventual champion Matt Williamson and Mike Maresca. There is no championship drama this season, but names like Decker, Max McLaughlin, Rudolph, Phelps, and White are all still searching for their first wins of 2021. The World of Outlaws late models have had four different winners in the past four features at Charlotte, with Tim McCready, Brandon Overton, Jimmy Owens, and Chris Madden all taking victories. All of those drivers will be in attendance this weekend with Jonathan Davenport, Shane Clanton, Scott Bloomquist, Chris Ferguson, Rick Eckert, Nick Hoffman, and more also there. Ashton Winger is the most recent winner with the series back in October at Sonoya, and series champion Brandon Shepard is riding in on an incredible streak of 28 straight top 10 finishes. He and that Rocket team will definitely want to go out on a high note, adding a win or two to that series championship. Just as a race fan, I'm going to be rooting this weekend for Ryan Gustin. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year, but he's been solid in his first season out with the Outlaws, and I thought we would have already seen him win a race. He's got nine top fives in 2021, including two second place finishes. A win sure would finish it off nicely for him and that team. With the Sprint Car Series, Logan Schuhart and David Gravel have combined to win the previous five trips to Charlotte. And Schuhart leads all drivers back through 2018 in average finish at the track. The only points position really in question right now is third with Carson Macedo holding it and Donnie Schatz only four points back. Whoever comes out on top of there will earn an additional $5,000. Third in the points gets $60,000, and fourth gets $55,000. A strong field of cars will be at Charlotte joining the full-time Outlaws. We know this is the final ever sprint car weekend for Jack Hoddenshield. All-star champion Tyler Courtney is here, as are Parker Price Miller. Cole Macedo is driving Alex Bowman's car. Buddy Kofoid is in the Speed Lab 39. Shane Stewart is back behind the wheel. Brian Brown and a central Pennsylvania contingent is here, including Danny Dietrich. So between this th uh, the three series, no lack of talent, cars, or storylines over the next two nights. If you're headed to the track, bring those warm clothes, but if not, Dirt Vision has the live stream. If you didn't stay up last night to watch it live, make sure to go back today and watch last night's USAC Sprint Car feature from the first night of the Oval Nationals at Paris Auto Speedway. I talked on yesterday's show about Kevin Thomas Jr. needing to keep winning to try and close the gap between he and Brady Bacon, and he did just about everything he needed to do last night to do that. 
He ended up leading 28 of the 30 laps, but ended up second in a wild run to the finish on the last lap. In a feature that was only slowed by one caution, pole sitter Jake Swanson trailed KTJ for most of the night, but was able to really challenge the nine car late in the going in lap traffic. He briefly took the lead on lap 25 before giving it right back. And then on the white flag lap, Thomas protected low into turn three to avoid that slider from Swanson, but Jake went the other way and went full send on the high side. Out of four coming to the checkered, we had Brady Bacon on the bottom, KTJ in the middle, and Swanson all the way on the wall. Swanson and Thomas drag raced all the way to the checkered, with Swanson stealing the victory at the line by exactly one one hundredth of a second. Richie Murray from USAC wrote that it was the closest finish of the season and one of the closest finishes in series history. Afterwards, in victory lane, Swanson was obviously fired up for his first series win, saying, quote, I wasn't lifting. It didn't matter if we hit the fence. It didn't matter if I flipped the length of the front straightaway. I was not going to lift. I was buried in it. I bounced off the fence. I bounced off him, and he gave me just enough room, unquote. It was one hell of a finish to start the week. Hopefully the racing continues like this through Saturday. Behind Swanson, KTJ was second, Bacon third, CJ Leary finished fourth, and Justin Grant completed the top five. In the race for the championship, Thomas was only able to make up a single point, so definitely still some work to do this weekend if he's going to catch Bacon uh, and over the next couple of weeks as well. Tonight and tomorrow at Paris, they'll line it up and do it all over again. If you can't be there, watch it live on Flow Racing. Out in California this weekend, both the NARC King of the West Sprint Cars and Sprint Car Challenge Tour wrap up their 2021 seasons on Saturday night at the Stockton Dirt Track. With the King of the West, Dominic Selzy will be crowned series champion this season, and for good reason. He's racked up six wins and 16 top five finishes in 19 races so far this year. The battle for second in the standings is still very tight, though, with DJ Neto, Tim Cading, and Bud Cading all in contention. This weekend's field will also include Austin McCarl, recent series winner Shane Golubic, Sean Becker, Billy Atten, and Sean Watts. With the 360 Sprint Car Challenge Tour, Ryan Robinson is coming off his first win of the year and leads the point standings by 47 over Colby Copeland. Robinson is trying to join his father David as champion of a California 360 Sprint Car Series. And if he finishes it off, he will become just the second ever champion for the tour, with Kyle Hurst having won the titles in 2017, 2018, and 2019. I'm sure you'll see quite a few guys run both programs on the night. And it was great to see the two series cooperating this season to maximize car counts and not draw away from each other. If you can't be at Stockton, the tribute to Gary Patterson will be live on Flow Racing. If you're looking for some midget racing this weekend, PowerEye is closing out their 2021 season for the National and West Midgets at Caney Valley Speedway tonight and tomorrow. Bryant Wiedemann is set to take down the national championship for Keith Coons Motorsports, while Emilio Hoover is on his way to the West title. With the USAC Midgets not back in action until next week out in Arizona, I'd expect a decent car count both nights. If you can't be at Caney Valley, Mav TV Plus will have live coverage all weekend. Worldwide Technology Raceway near St. Louis is getting a NASCAR Cup race next season, and track general manager Chris Blair is working on turning the weekend into a big motorsports event. Besides the NASCAR trucks on Saturday and Cup on Sunday, Blair and his staff announced they are promoting a race on Friday night, June 3rd at the nearby Tri-City Speedway to kick off the weekend. The short track classic will feature late models, winged sprint cars, outlaw carts, and other classes leading into a busy weekend at the big track. The two tracks sit less than nine miles apart, so fans will have no problem finding their way to Tri-City on Friday. 
The 3A Smile Dirt Track is owned by Kevin and Tammy Gundaker and is home to a regular weekly program with the track also featuring the Flow Racing Night in America series, MOA Sprint Cars, Lucas Ole Model Dirt Series, the ESCS Sprint Cars, and the Summer Nationals this season. This is the type of promoting we need to see more of in the future with the cooperation between the bigger series and tracks and the local and regional racers. This will be a perfect opportunity to showcase Tri-City and some dirt racers in front of a big NASCAR crowd. Guys like Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell and now Chase Elliott have done a bunch of crossing over in recent years, and the tracks and series really need to get on board here. For more info on the 2022 weekend, visit www.raceway.com. And the future of yet another dirt track is in doubt with the news from Jeremy Elliott last night that Trailway Speedway in Pennsylvania has been put up for sale by the family that owns it. Trailway is located uh, located in Hanover and has been home to a Friday night show for years, mainly featuring the local 358 sprint cars. 2022 was supposed to be the track's 50th year of racing, but with the track and surrounding farmland for sale, nothing for next season is guaranteed. The third mile track has also hosted ULMS late models, 410 sprint cars, and AMA motorcycles, uh, motorcycles this season. Hopefully they can find a buyer who will continue operating the racetrack into the, fu- uh, into the future. For more details, check out Jeremy's story at SprintCarUnlimited.com or hit up Trail-WaySpeedway.com. I've been hinting at some stuff with DirtTracker.com and the analytics section over the past few weeks, and I'm just about ready to launch what I've been working on. Before I really make it public and open it up, I wanted to share it with all of you first. Those of you who watch and listen daily uh, to this show are the backbone of this kind of project I do, and and I wanted you to hear it directly from me before I even so much as put a tweet out about it. In the coming days, I'm going to launch a premium section of the website called Dirt Tracker Plus that will feature a ton of new analytics and tools to help better uh, understand um, those hardcore fans kind of like me understand the sport from the numbers side. Uh, I know there's other people out there like me that are really deep in the numbers, and and I know that there are other people that work in the sport, in and around the sport, who could find this stuff valuable. So if you're a media member, or you participate in some of the fantasy, uh, fantasy racing or the big pools, or if you work for a track or a series, I hope you'll find this new part of the website as valuable as I do. I'm going to do a full explainer video soon, but in the meantime, you can kind of get a bit of a taste of what's coming. If you visit the analytics section right now, you'll notice blue categories on the stats and driver pages with those being unlocked in the future with a subscription. Membership to Dirt Tracker Plus will also get you access to a dashboard featuring some new data visualizations and new tools, including a side-by-side driver comparison section. And this is really just the beginning. I've got plans to add more races, more racing series, and even more stats and tools in the near future. Nothing like this exists anywhere for dirt racing, and adding this premium section will allow me to build and create even more with the site. A lot of stuff will remain free, though, including race results, the driver profile pages, and a bunch of the stats and numbers that are already there, so don't worry. My initial plan is to offer this for $4.99 a month on a recurring subscription or $49.99 a year. The yearly basically saves you two months over the monthly. So if you want to get a full year, that's awesome. Or if you just want to take advantage during January to make your Chili Bowl pool picks, that's great as well. You will be able to cancel this at any time. This whole Dirt Tracker project from the website to the podcast and YouTube shows has really been one giant experiment, and Dirt Tracker Plus will be no different. These are tools I use daily to put the shows together, and I figured I might as well open them up and share them with everyone else. So poke around, take a look, feel free to offer your thoughts or not, but stay tuned. I'll have a lot more on Dirt Tracker Plus in the coming days. 
There are 11 shows on the streaming schedule for this Friday, highlighted by the World Finals from Charlotte on Dirt Vision, the Oval Nationals from Paris on Flow Racing, and the final Power Eye Midget Weekend of the season from Caney Valley on MAV TV+. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. A quick note before we shut it down, this is the last episode until later next week. I'm headed to Phoenix for the last NASCAR weekend this morning, and then I'm going to take a few days off afterwards. I'm thinking we'll be back with a new show next Thursday. Enjoy World Finals and all of the happenings over the next few days, and we'll talk next week. So that's it for the show today. I hope you have a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you next week for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 